on most things in life, we can't choose what goes on around us, or we can certainly influence and change how we react to them. And in this context, your money mindset is really, really important. It influences how you save money, how you spend money, your whole reaction to that here. Money mindset and how it can impact on your finances for both good and for bad is the theme and the topic of today's forecast. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, my name is Hamoud, and just for a few moments, we're going to talk about money mindset, what it is, where it comes from, why it's so important, how does it impact on your finances, and also, it wouldn't be the show without actually some tips about how you can improve to go from what we call a negative mindset to a more positive mindset. So let's uh, crack on with the show. So what does it mean to you? folks, when you hear that whole idea about money mindset. Now, we can use different words, different terminologies to explain it. You can be talking in terms of attitude to something. And I think, and I know that how we react to things, how we view them and how we choose to deal with them. I notice I use that word choose to do that, you know, has a real big impact on how we feel ourselves and whether things get done or not. Now, please don't interpret this as me saying, if you have something that's a positive mindset in life, automatically things become rosier, automatically things become prosperous, automatically, you know, you become a wealthy person or rest of it. But it certainly does play a major role in terms of how you get yourself out of a situation where perhaps you might have debt, perhaps you can move forward in your life and improve your finances if you've got um, sort of some, some aspiration targets here. So it's about a slight adaptation there to actually have a big impact in terms of your bottom line as well. And this applies both to your personal finances as well as your business finances. So they know that to me, they're pretty much one of the same. So first of all, let's think about where it actually comes from. Now, the reasons or the origins of our mindset, our attitudes are very complex here. I'm not going to redact them in a few moments and study that's it. There's lots of psychology involved. We know that there's a big impact from how you're brought up from your parents, you know, whether they discussed money, uh, whether money was actually a taboo topic, whether finances were actually discussed in open, whether the finances were discussed more in private. You know, so money was not a topic that was discussed that often, or if money was discussed more in terms of, uh, for the show, we've had the less savory aspects of that, that's going to be an impact. So certainly your upbringing is going to be part of that equation, but it's not the only source. You've also got things in terms of your own practical experiences, whether you had a part-time job. I mean, I started, I think my first part-time job was when I was around about 12 or 13, coming from a situation where, you know, one of nine children, which I'm very proud of, not a great deal of money to go around necessarily. So, you know, having some financial independence was really quite important and actually having some money, you know, was quite, you know, a valuable thing to do. So if you started work young, you may have appreciated the actual value of money. If you didn't work, if you've had jobs in your life, in terms of whether you see money as a liberating factor, whether you see money as a sort of a uh, a restriction, 
where well, you find money quite grubby. I've met people with different aptitudes to money. Some of them think in terms of that it's quite a, a grubby topic and shouldn't really be discussed there as well. And our own attitudes are quite complex. And I think the useful for individuals is just to sit down, have a reflection. And when you hear that idea about money, when you hear people talk about money, what does it conjure up in your own mind? What's your own sort of feeling? What's your own attitude and reaction to it? So having understood about where it comes from, let's have a look in terms of, I suppose, some of the aspects about negative mindset. Now, there's a, a big climate crater here. We know in the UK and around the world, we know there are prices going up on such utilities, commodities, and all that. We know there are sections of society that are actually experiencing financial pressures more than others. We know there's an inequality about income distribution. All those things are taken as red. And in terms of how we deal with that, let's assume that you're in a situation that, you know, you have been mired by debt. If you are of the opinion that you cannot see any way out of that, if you feel that actually that's going to be weighing you down, then that's likely to actually sort of materialise as well. Now, me saying having a positive mindset to money means that you're selling me free of debt. It's not what I'm saying. But what it's saying is that you have that affirmation that you can actually see the possibility of getting yourself out of that. And I think with the climate that's going on at the moment, it's quite easy to get into that project fear. It's quite easy to be overawed by that topic of money. And it assumes a proportionality that perhaps the actual reality doesn't necessarily merit. So we've talked about what money mindset is actually. And all of us are complex creatures. We all have a different approach to it. We all know in terms of some of the origins that goes behind that. We're talking about also the impact that it can have. But also what I want to do is actually think in terms of some practical stuff about what we can actually do to improve on it as well. Now, it's important here because I think there's a definite correlation between how we react to money and our sort of well-being and how our well-being impacts also on our money mindset as well so there's a bit of a circularity that goes on there as well now what this all sort of for me sort of leads into is that in your personal finances if you've got that money mindset here that doesn't look beyond next week doesn't look beyond the next couple of weeks here you're going to find it a very very difficult sort of situation to progress out of and one practical way of actually sort of improving your personal finance situation is to generate what's called a budget now, in next week's show, I'm going to talk you through about how you go through and constructing and building a financial plan for yourselves, how you go around building a personal financial budget. But for now, I just want to sort of set the stall and sort of create some elements here that I think is worthwhile thinking about. Now, if we take the concept of a personal budget, for example, many people will look at a personal budget and think, oh, that's a, a big, massive constraint. That's more of a restriction. We're used in the organisational side of things when we talk about budgets. Budgets typically are there to say what you cannot do. Uh, they're not very creative devices there as well. For me, I actually see budgets in a slightly different way. Now, it's unfortunate that about a third of households produce budgets and look at them, which is quite a low number in my experience. It's probably quite standard, but it's far too low in my thinking. Now, it's not to say a budget is there to say that restricts activity, but it actually, if anything, it gives you that ability to direct what you can say. It gives you the ability to buy where you can spend your money. It gives you the ability to actually have a look more transparently what's going on in your household and make more meaningful decisions for yourself and your family as well. 
Now, that principle applies also in a business environment, but I think if we concentrate on the household side of things, you translate that to across the business side of things, and you'll find that a business approach is pretty much like a household budgeting exercise, except the numbers just get slightly larger, slightly bigger. What about some thoughts and some tips about how you can improve what goes on between the years there as well? I think there's a few things we can think about. The number one, comparisons. So no particular order of importance. Never compare yourself to somebody else. So for example, in the context of when we look at, for example, and I think social media gets a hard time, but if you look at social media feeds, you know, whatever that feed actually is, you can look at people and you can see that they're actually aspiring to quite a good lifestyle. You may look at your own neighbours, you may look around you and think, oh, actually, we've got a situation here where person down the road, person that we're viewing that we know, you know, has got a good lifestyle, they've got a company car, they've got this, they've got that, they've got the other. Well, you don't actually know below the services how that's actually financed. You don't actually know whether an amount of debt has been incurred to actually produce that supercar, to actually have those sort of, sort of material things there as well. And I'm not anti-materialism by any stretch of the imagination, but don't compare yourself to others because you're only going to see, A, a peripheral of what's going on. And secondly, comparing yourself to others isn't really a way to go forward. Great in terms of aspirational targets here, but you cannot actually compare yourself to others and suck that in as an influence about how you should spend your money. Other things to do, goals. Goals are really quite important here. So for yourself and as a household, what are your financial goals? Do you have a, a target in mind for maybe a holiday that you've got some point in the future? Are you looking towards a more long-term? Perhaps you might be thinking some future retirement plan, moving on. So having goals gives you a direction, gives you a focal point, which is really quite important when you're thinking about your own finances. There's a school of thought that says in your circle of acquaintances, in your community, in your tribe, I think that's the more modern phraseology that's adopted for these things here, is make sure that within the community that you inhabit, make sure the tribe, the friends and circle, that you've got a similarity of like-minded people. Now, there's two schools of thought here. Some people say you should always surround yourself by like-minded people, lots of positive people. That's perfectly fine. You don't want to be dragged down by negativity. You don't want to be dragged down by people who are actually always looking at the glass half empty as opposed to half full and there's a bit more to go in there on a personal preference i actually prefer to have that blend that yin and yang in amongst my some people that i know i've got lots of people that i know in my circle of acquaintances and friendships who are quite homogeny some are very upbeat you know human beings we all just display different levels of emotion here but you know in terms of what's around you in terms of if you are in a sea an ocean of people who look at things in a very glum, despondent way, you know, that's bound to have an impact and rub off on you. So, you know, be conscious, be careful of those around you and making sure that they reflect your values, reflect how you want to see the world and don't actually get sucked in by those outsides. Aspirations. Do you have actually aspirations that you set yourself here? And again, that should be part of any financial planning that you do. So let's have a thing in terms of personal aspirations. Your personal aspirations, again, may be a holiday that you set yourself out to achieve. You've got the idea of how much a holiday is going to be for yourself, your family, by yourself, perhaps. And you know what your target is going to be to actually get to that. You need to build that into your sort of financial plans, your financial routes. Again, when we dive into this topic in a bit more detail with some apps and numbers and framework next week, then we can actually see how we practically put those things together and actually construct our own sort of personal financial story.
Now, what else can I sort of wrap up with the folks here? So, I suppose gratitude is another thing here. So, just look at this one. I'll take the example of debt here. Now, this reflects on two aspects. One is the idea about your mindset to how you handle debt there as well. If you feel that you are going to be forever trapped in a cycle of debt, if you feel that you're going to be forever trapped in a cycle of never progressing forward here, that's what's likely to happen. Now, if you acknowledge that the debt is there, and again, please, by me saying have a positive mindset, it doesn't make the debt disappear. It doesn't make the debt more manageable, but it means that you know that you are going to get yourself out of that situation eventually. It may not be right now. It may take several months here, but you know that you can consciously move yourself and progress to actually reduce that level of debt. You've got to avoid hiding on that duvet. You've got to avoid thinking that, you know, your life is going to be as it is now, forever and ever. There are things that within your control and capability to influence and to impact on there as well. So effectively, wishing it would go away by not actually confronting it, by not actually dealing with these things head on, is going to be a very bad counterproductive mood overall. All of us have anxieties, all of us have fears. You know, I think the trick is sometimes just to appreciate them, acknowledge them, accept them, take a breath, do a plan, and you can actually move on beyond that. Okay, folks, let me just wrap up with a few things just to summarise the essence of what this short broadcast is about. What goes on between there, the biggest battleground in your life possibly, what goes on there has a massive impact on how you handle your personal finances. If it's on more towards the negative side of things, then, you know, understand what those may be, is not a good way to be. You've got to try and not to be sucked in by an idea that finances are beyond your control, finances cannot be managed, that money is that dirty, grubby thing here. Money is that essential oil, that essential fuel that goes around to keep anything going on as well. You know, it helps us deliver that why. It has lots of positivity about it. So therefore, you've got to learn to embrace that and actually deal with that adequately. Don't compare yourself to others. It's not a very good thing to do anyway. Lots of different guys is here, but comparing yourself to others, certainly from a financial perspective, is not going to be good. And effectively, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You don't know what goes on beneath the surface. Money mindset means that we are in much stronger control. We are in much stronger command of what happens to our own finances and money and therefore work on it be recognition of what your own financial attitude is all about if you like it fantastic carry on with that if you don't like it then it's within your capability of trying to change that folks i hope you found some benefit some use from this i'd love to hear your comments about what your own thoughts are about money you know do you think you have a negative mindset do you think you have a positive mindset are you indifferent to it let me know in the comments and until next week, where we're going to be going through a more practical approach about how we can put our own financial stories together. I'd love it if you could share it with those that you feel will benefit. Leave me some comments, subscribe, or even better, comment and tell me what you'd like covered in a future podcast. Check out the show notes. As I said, my book, I Hate Numbers, is there to help you get more closely associated with your numbers so you can power your business forward. Until next week, folks, have a good week. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode.